Hello and welcome to Glow and Tell. I'm Karina. And I'm Laura. And we're twin sisters who love to share our obsession with all things beauty. Welcome to another episode, you guys. Thanks for being here with us. Um, there, we're going to go do something that we haven't done in a while. We're going to go back and look at Tim Talia's Instagram and we're going to ask um, some questions and we're going to kind of you know, bounce off each other with like her beauty related questions. Mm -hmm. I, we used to do this a lot. Um, she has a bunch on her Instagram that uh, I would love to talk about. So let's take a quick little break and we will be right back. Hi, Laura. Hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's a, a weekend we have off together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we are in the beginning of September, which oh. I think is kind of crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty good. We spent the day doing some makeup looks. We did a <laughs> really silly reels video on Instagram, <laughs> which it was, I was dying over. I don't know why I just, I was dying. I mean, there's a part of me that's thinking <laughs> like, this could be cute and it could get us views. But then mostly I was just completely mortified, even just doing this in front of Laura. I mean... There's a part of me that's like, how do people do this for a living and how like people... keep a straight face? Like we were crying so hard, we were laughing so but hard. But how do people point. like, as far as like being an influencer or like a fashion blogger or a beauty blogger, how do people literally like go in public and like stand in the middle of streets and like take pictures? Like no I shame. would, I would die. I would die in shame. <laughs> also, like I'm a 31 year old woman putting, like. <laughs> just like making dumb little videos oh my God. but the funny thing is i was telling laura i was like i'm not doing this for money that's the difference between me and them that is true <laughs> yeah we're just doing this for the, the fun of it i really like making reels they're super short and simple and you can kind of you know you can be a little bit more creative with them versus like an igtv kind of thing mm -hmm. they're just so and it's like we don't have any props or anything so i'm literally like what can we do oh let's put the cat in the video like whatever <laughs> Anyway, if you want to see that, follow us on Instagram. We're at Glow and Tell Podcast. And I've been doing a lot of videos lately because it just is entertaining to me. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we'll we'll include the cats more yeah, if that's what you want to see. Yes. If you're into beauty and makeup and skincare and cats, yeah, follow us because definitely. all of our cats are pretty darn cute. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's just jump right into these questions. So to kind of like recap what these are so temptalia her name is christine she is a beauty blogger and a makeup reviewer so she has a very very extensive and very thorough website detailing pretty much every kind of makeup on the market right now um she really doesn't go through much of the, like drugstore stuff but it's going to be mostly like your the brands you find in ulta sephora etc etc she reviews everything like in, in an eyeshadow palette she'll review each different shadow and give it a grade from a to f like her that's job, how thorough she is her job seems so labor intensive because she is pers like one person and she gets sent all of the new releases for almost every brand that you can think yeah. of. Um, and she swatches, compares, she makes dupe lists, she grades each individual product and mm -hmm. shade and formula, and it's just like, wait, what? How, how does how she do have you, the time? How do you do that? But that's her full-time job, is literally just reviewing makeup. What a job. I know. Um. Also, she is an affiliate with a lot of brands, so if you're looking at, like, ColourPop's website or Morphe, 
typically she is an affiliate for like most of the brands that you can find. So if you want to purchase through her affiliate link, it also supports her as well. Um, and it supports her doing like the Lord's work and like cataloging <laughs> literally everything. Sometimes I'll go on there to find a dupe of a color that I'm, I think I'm thinking of, or like you can filter it by like types of colors and then you can see the review on it. And it really helps me like um, make purchasing decisions, uh, you know, for, for beauty. Cause obviously there's a lot of beauty and makeup out there and it's hard to know, especially a new release. There's not really many, very many reviews from people. So right. it's a good resource. It's a pretty like insane resource for beauty lovers. So she's like the Wikipedia of makeup. Yes. Basically. Yeah. So on her Instagram at Tim Talias, she has a question of the day and normally it's beauty related. So let's just jump right into it. So okay. from a few days ago, actually from 11 hours ago, oh. question of the day, how do you deal with a makeup look that just won't come together? Um, so I would say, hmm, if it's like my complexion, that's not really doing it for me. I typically will just continue my routine and then put like like if my base is not looking right I'll just tap on some like setting powder Mm -hmm. um and typically my makeup looks better the longer I wear it because my natural oils definitely like make things dewy or more cohesive looking not patchy um if it's an eye look honestly like (laughs) that doesn't happen super often for me because I'm I'm more like I have my my eye shadow look down. It's just the colors that I change. So if it was something like a winged liner, typically what I would do if it, like I, I don't really do winged liner, but if I did and it didn't turn out well, I would just like run some shadow and smudge smudge it over the liner to just soften it. Smudge it up. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is like if you get, like if you make a mistake, like mascara like smudges on your bottom lash line or like you hit the wand against your face, Typically, you just let it dry and mm-hmm. then, like, scrape it off with a spoolie and it just, like, instantly comes off. Otherwise, I don't really have – I don't run into these issues a lot as my routine is do- doesn't really change too much. But, you know, if, if in doubt, I put a setting powder or I smudge something away and just kind of soften it. And that's – I don't know. Yeah. Well, what do you do? I mean, so right now, obviously – you know, I'm wearing a mask for like 10 hours a day. So I don't even have an entire full on face of makeup. Like I don't wear lip products anymore under Mm -hmm. my mask. Yeah. Especially. Um, so really I'm just kind of focusing on my eyes, like my Mm -hmm. eyeshadow. Um, sometimes I can get a little run-ins with like something's not blending correctly or actually I do have a spot like on my left eye that's like super hard to blend if that Mm -hmm. makes sense it's like because I have loss of pigmentation there everything looks really bright and it's not necessarily true like it doesn't it doesn't translate Mm -hmm. how it should (laughs) which sounds kind of weird but like I mean I, I also wear glasses so that also kind of provides some kind of like visual distortion <laughs> in front of my eyes. Uh-huh. I don't know. Because really, you're only seeing the top third of my face now right. with the mask on. So yeah, normally, I don't have too much trouble with that kind of stuff. But also, you know, we've been doing makeup on our substance. We were like 11 and 12. Yeah. And we're 31. So yeah, take, we're pretty, take from that what you will. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty experienced in the way that we like to do our own makeup. We're not makeup artists by any means. No. But we're, we definitely know our own faces and what products work and don't work on us. I would say like one thing that really frustrates me is if I'm trying a moisturizer 
and then my foundation pills. Mm -hmm. That typically will only happen if I use a foundation brush versus a sponge. Yeah. But that can be very, like, I would almost probably start over because it just makes your, it looks like your face is, like, falling off. Yeah. Sometimes it can not go great. But luckily now we have masks to cover up pretty much most most of what's going on. Yeah. So, okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, so let me see. Okay, so how do you use cream eyeshadow in a look? And maybe, like, tell the listeners what cream eyeshadow products you own and use, if any. Sure. Okay, so um, probably the most, the easiest cream eyeshadow that I own to use would be the ColourPop Super Shock Shadows. I actually okay. don't go for them as much anymore, um, I'm, I'm sure that some of them are already drying up and I should probably toss them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost always use cream eyeshadows with a finger and I like to use my middle or my ring finger. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, but using my index or like pointer finger, it just feels wrong. I don't know why. Well, it almost doesn't feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's like dead. Like I have more control with my middle and ring fingers right. on my eyeballs specifically. Yeah. And like cream eyeshadow, um, also like liquidy I also have, like, the Stila liquid ones in mm-hmm. the little tubes, the glitter and glow, and then, like, the shine and glow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically swipe those on with the applicator and then pat it and blend it in with my finger. I find those really hard to use. They are a little bit the, difficult. Because of the glitteriness and, like, if it's too liquidy and you p- tap your finger, it, like, lifts off. Like, I don't... Yeah. I've, I've not perfected how to use those types of shadows. Yeah, I, I prefer cream, sh- like, cream, like, in a pot rather than necessarily, like, in a tube. What about, like, a pencil, like, cream pencils? Like, the oh, Sephora ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah. like the, the Charlotte Tilbury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are fine. I typically just kind of sketch it on because you can be pretty unforgiving with those because you're just going to blend away the edges later. Do you um, find that you just use those and like a one and done, or do you layer it with like powders? Like I usually that? layer that. So cream is a great product to use as a base with your eyeshadow look, um, especially if you're doing like a smoky eye. It can really mm. actually help the darker colors grip onto that yeah. and actually like inten- like intensify like the depth of color. Mm-hmm. So I have a nude sticks magnetic eye color in the shade bronze, Ooh. and it's just a deep neutral bronze tone. And I'll, like, put that all over the eyes, but then I'll pat, like, a lighter, like, almost... There's some uh, ColourPop ones that are, like, really fiery copper ones that look really pretty just patted over the top of that. Mm. And then the cream product will actually help the the eyeshadow stick to it a little bit more. I don't use a ton of cream eyeshadows, though, now that Mm -hmm. I think about it. Mostly what I use is powder. If I'm going to use the cream, it's going to be something that's really, like blingy and foily okay and even then if it's like in the my tear duct i always use my pinky i can't Mm. i don't use brushes in my tear duct i can't do it for some reason Well, it doesn't give enough payoff yeah i feel like fingers like you can really like moosh it in there and like get the the foil effect to happen right all right what about you um so the cream eyeshadows i own are the bobby brown eyeshadow sticks charlotte i have quite a few of the charlotte tilbury oh what are they chameleon Chameleon, uh, they're like chunky eye pencils, Mm -hmm. which I really love. I really like those a lot, even though they're quite expensive. (laughs) Um, I own several ColourPop Super Shock shadows. They're definitely drying out, so it's like maybe time to restock those at some point. I'm not sure. And then I have one from the brand Mina, which is a German brand. And that, that one is definitely like in a pot. It's kind of moussey. And that one you can apply with like a fluffy brush and you get a lot of payoff. 
But yeah, I don't tend to lean for them. Like, I don't know why, but, you know, after a certain point in time, like, they're probably dry. The Charlotte Tilbury ones are really nice just to kind of, like, smudge around as, like, a base for your shape. Like, you can easily create a different shape using a cream and then lay your powders on top. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of, like, makeup artists do that on YouTube. Um, I mean, they're really good for lasting power. Yeah, that too. Yeah. They help your makeup grip. Um, one of my favorite shades is Dark Pearl and Bronzed Garnet. Those are the Charlotte Tilbury shades. Bronzed Garnet is like a deepened, rusty red brown. It's really pretty. And then Dark Pearl. There was this Sephora collection one called, I think it was just called Taupe. Yeah. That I used all the time when I was young, and it's very similar to that. It's like a silvery, shimmery taupe. Ooh, I like that. That's it. It just like makes your eyes look almost like wet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so Karina. Oh, wait. Do you want to ask this one? Sure. You ask this one. Next up. How has your beauty spending changed in the last year? Oh, boy. Hmm. Well, I know who's bought more makeup in the last year, and it's not me. It's me. Um, <laughs> honestly, during quarantine and staying home, the amount of purchases I made online, and even now, even though I'm back to work and like people are going out a little bit more, I purchased a lot of things online. Um, yeah. I mean, guilty as charged. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't work in cosmetics anymore. I don't get a discount for anything. I'm not getting gratis. And I've been buying a whole lot of things. I don't know. I think it's just I'm in this space where it's fun to create and it's fun to, like, spend the time doing it. Even though I don't work in a space where people are really made up at all. I I feel like... Me and maybe one or two other girls that work there really wear makeup. Everybody else is very, like, natural. <laughs> um, shout out to Michelle. She loves makeup as well, and we often bond over our ColourPop purchases. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Um, so, yeah, it's but it's fun for me. I really enjoy, and especially now that we're, we've been branching out, looking for smaller businesses, more black-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, there is so much out there that we have not discovered and that's what really makes me excited is the interesting color combinations the interesting formulations um i recently placed an order for danessa myricks i cannot wait her products are insane they're so cool and um she was having a sale this weekend for labor day so i maybe purchased a few things oh geez um yeah you know i don't know what but it's mostly eye products i would say the majority of my purchases have been foundations and eyeshadows yeah, that's, that's what I've noticed. It. We've gotten a lot of palettes from Juvia's Place. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, have we gotten very many ColourPop items? Not really, year? because they they definitely stopped production, and a lot of our products on their website have not been restocked yet. So that's true. And the collections they have been coming out with just feel kind of lackluster and not super exciting. Yeah, so... I mean, yeah, ColourPop used to be on a launch schedule every two weeks, and <laughs> oh COVID God. happened, and so they had they actually Hold had that. to shut down like their their distribution warehouse and their facilities in California just because Mm -hmm. everybody else had to. So yeah, which is fine. I mean, I can do without makeup. That's okay. Like we don't need it every two weeks. Yeah, we'll survive. Um, so my like makeup spending, um, I've actually gotten really great at only buying what I've been needing. That's good. Which sucks because I want to buy everything, but all I'm like, all I'm really spending my money on is just like replacements for like my Holy Grails. Right. Like I was like during another sale we had um where I work I bought another Clinique even better refresh foundation because I was getting like 30% off of it and then I also got 
you know, if I have, if there's ever a sale for Anastasia Brow Wiz, that's like the only brow product I use. So I'll always grab that if there's like a half off sale, because why the heck not? Um, cleansers, I actually did buy a new cleanser to me, which uh-huh. is like weird because I haven't used nothing, anything but the La Roche-Posay for like two years now. Uh-huh. Um, I'm liking the one I have. It's the Laneige Moisturizing Cream Cleanser. Ooh. So it's my second cleanser. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I've mostly just been spending stuff on things I've been needing to replace. Yeah. Um, the only, like, real new thing I've gotten in the last year would be some eyeshadow palettes. Um, probably just mascaras, because I always like to switch it up. I like to try mascaras all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, nail polish. I got a lot of nail polish in the last year. Oh, yeah, you did. So I own one of those little UV gel lamps for gel polish. (laughs) And during quarantine, I placed orders for so many colors. Like, I'm pretty sure I have upwards of, like, 30 different shades. And just in gel polish. Not even, not to mention the wall of regular nail polish that we have in our little, like, beauty nook. But, yeah, I mean, because I do my own nails. Like, I I don't ever go to the salon. And I'm not going to start now. Mm -hmm. I save money that way because I only get colors I really like, obviously. Um, but yeah, gel polish saves time, saves money. I, yeah, I think I ordered, oh yeah, I got, I ordered a lot on Amazon (laughs) because you can get some real cheap ones on Amazon and they actually work really nice. You just got to cure them for a nice time, like a long time. So you're fine. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. The only real fun things I've gotten for myself have just been like, oh, I like this lip gloss. I'm going to buy it. But when have I worn a lip gloss in the Just last Just try six to months? wear it under your mask. I swear your lips are not touching it the whole time. Mostly. I'm just, I don't want to get like goop all over the mask and then it's goop all over my face. No, you know what I mean? You'll be fine. <laughs> all right. Let's take a really quick break and we'll be back to answer more of Temptalia's burning questions. And we are back. We're going to answer some more of Temptalia's questions. So Karina... Yes. What fragrances do you tend to wear more often in the fall? Well, this is easy because I only have like three or four of them compared to you, <laughs> who has a collection, mm-hmm. a library, if you will. A library a of wardrobe. Mm. Um, so I love my Burberry Black. I love that in the fall because it's very cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a very like warm vanilla based with like th- the tiniest note of something sweet. To me, it's like fall in a bottle. I love it. And it's not too heavy, which is also really good for me. Um, I also do really like the YSL Black Opium. I got oh. that for Christmas last year on a whim, honestly. Interesting. And I've been really liking it. I actually still wear it now mm-hmm. because I feel like it's kind of like an all-around, frag- like a year-round fragrance. Hmm. Um, those are really the two I have that that I'll wear. Um, there's also, um, let's see, there was, what is that brand? Tokyo Milk? Yeah. Tokyo Milk. Yeah. There was one where I, could, I actually have one. I think it's called, hmm. I don't know the name of it, lock and key or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, I need to look it up, but I've had it for years and years and years. But that's also a really nice like fall, very like a almost like a sweet woody smell. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know the name of it anymore. But I barely re- reach for it. That's probably why I don't know. Uh- <laughs> okay, you talk about a. Uh, what do you like to wear in the fall? Okay, so typically fall fragrances I like spicy I like woody I like things with like a vanilla amber 
almost like a boozy whiskey kind of note. Uh, a couple that stand out to me are Armani's Stronger With You, which is marketed as a masculine fragrance. And I absolutely love it. I think that's like my signature fall winter scent. It just feels very close to the skin and cozy and warm. Like just feels very like a sweater. Like I, I always describe it that way because it just makes me feel cozy and warm. Um, some other ones I really enjoy are, I have a, a several perfume oils by a brand that does dupes of high-end fragrances. And they have one that is supposed to smell like Tom Ford's Santal Blush which I absolutely adore. It has that woody sandalwood note. It's like this dry woody scent with a little bit of floral sweetness. Mm. But it, to me, I wore it on our trip to San Francisco with my husband and that's all it reminds me of is like a cold day, foggy day in San Francisco. Oh, can I, can I interrupt you? Yeah. I know the name of the fragrance I own. (laughs) It's called Tokyo Milk Dark Tainted Love. And I thought it was was called Locking because it has a picture of an old fashioned key on it. You might like this, actually. It is notes of orchid, white tea, sandalwood, and dark vanilla bean. Okay, I'm into that. You might like it. But anyway, that's what it's called, if you guys mm. are interested, what what I like. Okay. Um, the other one that I do, if, well, it also really depends on my mood. I'm such, like, a mood-heavy fragrance wearer, and I, uh, I own a lot of fragrances, so it really is just up to my mood that day. Um, I love, they don't make this anymore, but Elizabeth and James Nirvana bourbon that was a good one yeah that one's really good it has definitely a boozy whiskey note with a woody like dryness to it which i don't know why i really love sandalwood on my skin it just smells so good oh another one is the dupe for uh tom ford's plum japonaise is that how you pronounce japanese in in french japonais japonais Mm -hmm. it is such a good fragrance oh my god it smells so expensive (laughs) it just just smells expensive that's all i can say um YSL makes some really good ones their Lom Intense is really nice Spice Bomb is really good by Victor and Rolf me and my husband both wear that one mm, oh Bath and Body Works Twilight Woods oh what a what a scent yeah that's it's a so real, good it just reminds me of like high school it's a throwback oh it smells <laughs> so good though um yeah so I typically go for things that are sandalwood amber vanilla you know like gourmand but not sweet just like right you know think of like the ingredients in like a gingerbread cake or something and like yeah that's what similar I, to that that's what i like as well but like year round i kind of just like a deep vanilla scent mm-hmm. um yeah that's what i yeah that's all i can think of is hmm. like just something with like a little like a deep vanilla note to it yeah. that's that's something that i always think smells good on me and i just love smelling like that mm-hmm. all right well what's another question we can oh oh this is a good one okay what theme would you love to see a collection for and by what brand Ooh. do you have an answer <sighs> Not really. Not yet, at least. What brand? Okay, so I think the brand that I would love to see more color come out of is probably Charlotte Tilbury. I think her products are just really high quality. Um, That's a high end. The other, like, lower end I would love to see more collections of is ColourPop. Oh, actually, I have an answer for ColourPop. 
Hmm. So when Kathleen Lights came out with her So Jaded palette, which is like a palette, a really big palette that is based off of crystals, gems, and mineral tones. Like yeah. she has like citrines and amethyst. I would love to see her come out with another collab and have it be a mixed metals palette. Mm-hmm. So instead of like gems and minerals, I mean, it could be gems and minerals, but like the darker sides of those, like right. the palette I feel like could use a, like golds, coppers, pewters, silvers, topes, like dark blacks, like blacks with mixed uh, glitters or different finishes. I think that kind of palette would look really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that in the So Jaded palette, the one super shock shade is like a silver. I want to see that, but in a gold, like a gold yeah. glitter topper. I feel like every topper I see is silver. I want a gold or like Pepper. a white. A yeah. lot of it's like just like a clear base with like a white-ish like, glitter. I want yeah. a warm, bronzy, gold glitter topper. And I think that collection could be amazing for like New Year's Eve. Like that, mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? Like confetti, silver, golds, coppers. Like all of these mixed metals could look amazing in a palette together. So that's my answer for ColourPop. I think for Charlotte Tilbury, I think what could be really cool is almost like a decades collection so like collections for like the 20s like flapper look the Mm -hmm. collection for the 60s and the 70s because she has it like that rocker kind of look to her and a lot of her brand her her branding shows that um and like I don't know it it could be really opulent and like over the top I think it could be really fun to do like an eyeshadow palette a couple of like you know, the chunky eyeliners she does, like the the pot of shadow, the cream mm-hmm. shadows, and a lipstick and a lip liner and a blush. I think like mint like collections for each decade could look really cool in her branding and I love her packaging. And I think the twenties, the sixties, the seventies probably would be like the three that I would want to see from her. Yeah, that'll be cool. Mm. I just keep for some reason I just keep thinking about like the night sky and like a celestial themed collection. But I also want that to include nail polish. So I think Kathleen Lights and ColourPop should do another. I mean, I know she's already done Zodiac themed everything, really. But I'm just like imagining like a midnight blue Mm. with some kind of like silver glitter shot through it. Like oil slit glitter. Yes. Like something like that, but like make it really expensive looking. Mm -hmm. Because black and like deep dark shadows, like a lot of people don't use the black in a palette. But they'll probably use like a really pretty navy. Yeah, that's true. Or like a cream shadow stick with like... Like a navy cream mm, shadow pretty. with like silver and gold shot through it. That would be really cool. Okay. But I also want nail polish in those colors. Yeah. Well, she has a nail polish company. Exactly. Which is why I was she saying. She collab purples and blues and greens and like Neptunes, Pluto. Like, yeah. Like a celestial, Mars. like a night sky and like, Ooh, I know. And like marbled like super shock shadows. Yes. Pretty. Like a beautiful like... I don't know, like, Jupiter would be, like, a giant marbled highlighter mm. with, like, pink and gold and, like, copper tones that would look good in okay. really everybody. Damn. Yeah. Moon could be, like, a really fair highlighter. <gasps> and it could just look like the marbled effect, like, it looks like the moon. Oh, my God. Yes. ColourPop, come talk to us. <laughs> I mean, I know people have tried to make these kind of collections, but, like, I can't even really explain it. It's, like, I want the packaging to look expensive like gold and i know that um estee lauder had this Mm. zodiac 
compact, mm-hmm. like a limited edition Zodiac compact that you could buy from their website. Mm-hmm. And it was like beautiful gold, but it also had like the the celestial constellation yeah, on the top of it with like a little like diamond in the color of like your birthstone on mm-hmm. it. I'm thinking just something like heavy and expensive like that. Pretty. Yeah. Like I'm just like make it look expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but don't charge us a lot of money. Yeah, like it doesn't have <laughs> to be like zodiac signs. It's like I just don't want like a night sky, like the planets. Like that would be really cool. Mm. I think. It could be cool if like each planet was a different type of product. You know what I or mean? Or like a different <gasps> a different collection for each planet. Okay, like I'm like the, waggling my eyebrows at like you. Like the Mars collection, Mercury. It's like Sailor Moon, but Mercury collection could be like Blues. duochrome Ooh. because it's mercurial. Oh, I'm. I think smart. I have something, guys. Oh I'm so smart. What about the sun? Could be like a whole bronzing, like blinding gold palette and mm. sun collection. Yeah, Earth would be Lip like gloss. Earth would Ooh. be like a skincare. Like, oh, I never thought about that. Take it all back earth i guess or, or like terracotta shades like desert shades oh Ooh. wow i like this idea <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's fun to fantasize about makeup collections that don't exist i also fantasize about outfits and jobs my cats could have but you know <laughs> all right all right let's find another question okay oh, let's boy. see oh boy well do you like using eyeshadow with a dampened brush no no Literally, no, literally, I never do that ever. I don't I like why? never ever ever. Just use your fingers. Oh, that's funny. Okay. What brand or retailer has the worst online shopping experience? Ulta. Yeah. <laughs> Ulta I had a terrible experience with them during quarantine. I mean, I under. I here's the thing. I totally understand that there was a ton of shipping delays. I get that, but. After five weeks saying that my items were shipped and me going to the DHL website saying they're still waiting for the package to be there while Ulta is saying DHL has it, I had to first submit like two or three requests on their online form. And then when nobody would get back to me after like a whole week, like five business days, I'm not counting weekend days. I think a lot of people forget that weekends are not business days. Then they said, oh, I tagged them on Instagram. Like, hey, can somebody reply to my email? They're like, actually, can you DM us on Facebook or Twitter? What? Why do I need to get through to you on apps that I don't have? Like, that's so stupid. And so after doing that and saying like, hey, I don't know if you know where this package is, but, you know, DHL is saying they're still waiting on the item to be scanned in and you're saying it's already been shipped out so I don't know what the answer is and you need to figure this out and they said oh I'm so sorry uh what you know what can we do for you we're you know we don't know where it we're, we don't know where it's at basically just reship it and I literally was like well can't you just re-ship the order like actually no we can't do that I was like okay well then can I just get a refund they're like oh actually we found that and can ship that out to you do you still <laughs> Like, so they had it in their possession this whole time. It just didn't get shipped out. I'm like, what? no, forget it. I'm done with this. And it was literally like a nail polish and like a body lotion. Like it was nothing serious. And then he also got shipped somebody else's order. Yeah. So then after, <laughs> after my order was canceled and refunded to me, 
several, probably a week or two later, I get a package from Ulta with my name on the shipping label and I open it up and it's a bunch of hair care from, what is it? It's, it's a, a 10. 10. And it was meant for somebody on the, on the inside of the package. It said it was meant for somebody in Alaska oh, God. and it was like a, at least a hundred dollars worth of product. Yep. Bitch, I kept that. <laughs> I gave some of it to my friend because it, there was, like, a shampoo for blonde hair that I would never use. And, like, we kept these conditioners. And I'm just like, you know what? If you can't even put the right products in the box and you and my name was on the shipping label, like, what is happening? So I just, like, ir- it, it irritated me, honestly. The last thing I bought from them was the Ariana Grande perfume, and luckily that had no issues with it, but it was, like, during COVID was just, it was an absolute shit show, <laughs> and they're they're known, you know, outside of quarantine times, they're known to be terrible with their customer service and their online ordering. A lot of people receive used product. Oh. It's opened or touched. It's been... What? Or just shipped in a box with no padding in it. What the it's, heck is going on? They're notorious for terrible customer service. That was a really long story. I'm sorry. Karina, do you have any not okay. insights? You know, not really. I don't... That's the thing. I haven't been shopping online very much. I mean, I did a little bit during quarantine, but it was mostly through Sephora. And Sephora's quick. Sephora's pretty quick. Um, I had absolutely no issues with any of the black-owned brands we got. In fact, they shipped so much faster than anyone I ever ordered from. Yeah. So I ordered from, what, Juvia's Place and Colored Rain. It was here within, like, four business days. Like, that's how fast that was. I yeah. was blown away. And this was during COVID. Or, well, I mean, guys, we're still in COVID. But during lockdown. Yeah. Um, I haven't had very many issues. It's mostly just Sephora. Like, you, I'll pick a sample, and it's like they swapped it out probably because they didn't have enough right it's not that big of a deal yeah but like your order like yeah it completely like drops off the face of earth and as soon as you ask for a refund oh no we have it oh actually it's sitting right here okay okay. (laughs) jeez um okay let's move on oh gosh this is a good one uh what brand do you feel has gotten worse over time i would love to say urban decay urban decay guys yep they used to be what happened they were like the like it cool girl cool girl brand in like the early 2000s um they were known for like edgy colors like names that were kind of like risque Mm -hmm. um i mean they were actually super super cool they had like a definite like cool girl vibe of like the 90s 2000s rock star punk like it and and with color payoff and now they've only ever really focused on, like, their Naked line. Ugh. Which, it it was good when it first came out, like, their first Naked launch, because it's, like, the first real, like, higher-end neutral palette. But now, they come out with these other ones that are just, like, the payoff is so crappy. Like, they have really a Naked, bad. was it Naked Violet, the purple one? Ugh. And it was just not good. It, it doesn't bad. look good at all. And I feel like they're trying to get these, like, not necessarily Gen Zers, but, like, younger people as their spokesmodels like I know Lizzo's one of them um but it's just I don't know it's like too little too late guys it's like it's kind of like I don't know yeah the quality is just not there the stuff that it just never makes me excited anymore I don't think they should have branched out into complexion yeah I think that it that just took away the focus on what they're known for and what that was was color 
Um, I think I remember one of the first like higher end products I ever bought at Sephora when it first opened in Hawaii was their lip gunk. Remember that? The lip gloss? Yes. It had like a hot cinnamon flavor Mm -hmm. and that was like really cool and really special because that was like the lip gloss would probably cost, I don't know, $15 or whatever it was. Like that was a lot of money when, you know, you don't have a job and you're a child. But yeah, their eyeshadows singles were always really great and cool and they came in that really like neat tin and I just don't I think they've lost their sense of self I don't think they should have done complexion the all-nighter sprays is a hit but that's also made by a different brand Scandinavia that's right like they Uh they like co-opted that brand for their own line so it's not even their original product to begin with um, the naked palettes, the setup of the palettes, the rectangular shape of them are so uninteresting. <laughs> the palettes themselves, like, kind of fall apart. They're just not, they just don't excite me anymore. No, not at all. Like, nothing about that brand excites me. The only thing I like from those brands, that brand is the pressed glitters that they carry. Like, their Moondust palette and mm-hmm. their single eyeshadows that, like, the cosmic kind of stardust kind of formulas. That's the yeah. only thing I like from Urban Decay. What other brands? Okay, so, like, when we were just starting out in makeup, honestly, MAC was, like, it. Mm -hmm. Having anything MAC was, like, the thing. Mm -hmm. And I just... They kind of were, like, the color pop of their time. Like, not, like, price-wise, but, like, they they were pumping out launches left and right and left and right, but... It's not, none of, nothing they make excites me anymore. They always have, like, the holiday thing. And the new holiday packaging I saw, it's, like, this weird brush gunmetal. And it's just, like, I feel like I've seen this in, like, 2002 for, like, a Viva Glam ad. Like, Ooh. like, switch it up. Like, I know there's some new products out there that are kind of cool, but I'm just never excited about MAC anymore. Mm. And they used to be, like, the makeup that people wanted to have. I have an answer. I have another one. Yes. Stila. Yeah. So Stila in the early 2000s was such Very, a cool brand. Yeah. They were known for their lip glazes with were those clicky pens that had lip gloss. Their um their eyeshadows, the kitten eyeshadow was like it's the like eyeshadow. Iconic, like an iconic like taupey shimmer shade. They yeah. had these roll up um face like cream blushes that look like little deodorants. Oh, that's right. They had uh-huh. all of these little cute palettes and then as soon as their founder left the company, they were, they've been floundering for years and years and years. You know, you'll see their products, you know, en masse at, like, Nordstrom Rack. You never see them in a Sephora. They've been taken out of Sephora and put back in Sephoras. They've been at different retailers and then taken out. And I just don't understand their vision anymore. And nobody is excited about Nobody talks about their products. Yeah. I've never seen a YouTuber review anything from Stila. Yeah, Stila, like, they people had like a weird craze over their liquid eyeshadows a few years back but oh yeah that's the one thing they've come out with new complexion and it looks really bad like the shade range is horrible that like the skin lingerie it's like a foundation in a tub oh it looks so bad honestly like yeah there's a lot of it's just not exciting whatsoever the only and like they should have just stuck to their core products like those cheek the cream the convertible color cheek and you know whatever lip lip creams Mm mm-hmm you know, they're known for that more minimal cream textures. Just stick with that. Like, stop mm-hmm. trying to reinvent yourself if what you did well was working for you. And I just feel like, was her, what was her name? Janine Lobel? Yes. Was the founder's name. And she left years ago. And ever since then, it just has never great. been the same. It's not great, y'all. No. 
Yeah. Same with Bobby Brown. Mm. So expensive for what it is. I worked for Bobby Brown for like two years. And after Bobby left the company as a whole, it's been owned by Estee Lauder since the 90s, but she was a, you know, creative officer. I just don't know who their target audience is for anymore, and their price points are just wild for what the products are. You know, like a single eyeshadow is $28. That is insane to me. And the payoff is not that great. It's just not. And it's, you know, Bobby Brown was, was originally for this, like, upper middle to higher class woman that just doesn't really wear a lot of makeup and and wants a more minimal approach to enhancing her features it's not for the young millennial that wants to play with color that's just not the brand and I think what they're trying to do is they realized how much money that you know younger people are spending on beauty and they're trying to tap into that Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's like the only color the only products I see people using from Bobbi Brown are their vitamin face base yep and that's it. Like, like that is the one product that YouTubers use. I used to love their foundation. Like, I would only exclusively use the foundation stick just because it was really uh-huh. creamy and I could blend it out really nicely. Mm-hmm. It's just been sitting in a drawer. I probably haven't touched it in, like, two years. Yeah. Like... They're a gr- and they're a yeah. great company. I think they do have good products. I think their price points are really high for what kind of quality you get. Um, and I just think... You know, if your target demographic is 40 and up, it's fine. Leave it there. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like, stop trying to, I don't know, make yourself young when your brand is not really meant for that type of audience. Like, it's okay to stay in your lane. I think that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe maybe there just also needs to be older influencers. Hmm. That's true. I mean, a lot of people only follow the, the new hip young people. And the really, really famous ones, they're actually coming up in age. They're, like, a, they're like around our age now. It's funny to yeah. see how people's routine and makeup preferences are changing now that they're kind of aging up more. And, like, I've been seeing a lot more appreciation for cream products versus ever before. Like, you know, five years ago, everyone was, like, matte, heavy powder, baking, full coverage concealer. And I see so many more people turning to creams and sheer products and things that look more dewy and glowy versus like matte and baked which I really appreciate I think yeah it'll be interesting to see like I don't know in five ten years time like the the beauty influencers that we follow now if they're still doing what they're doing how different it'll be when they are in their late 30s versus you know when they were 18 years old it's it's interesting to like see where that is gonna be taken all right I think should we wrap it up with this question yeah all right, this is actually a really good one. What brand do you feel has really improved over time? Oh. I have so many drugstore ones in mind. And oh, okay. I think the top of the list for that would be Elf. Yeah, Elf that's a good one. used to be known for having $1, $2 products. Like, mm-hmm. this is... God, I think I was in maybe middle school, maybe freshman year of high school when our sister Tara actually talked about you guys should like check out this brand elf it's so cheap and they actually work and i went on their website and everything was like one dollar yeah, the whole one the whole dollar. thing about the brand was everything was a dollar it was so 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 incredibly cheap <laughs> but over the years my god they have expanded so much yeah to skincare like more color makeup um just like their branding has really changed as well i mean there are products out there Definitely not a dollar anymore. I mean, Laura uses right. an eyebrow pencil. That's $2. Yeah, it's And great. it works amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, their new releases, like their Retro Paradise one that came out, super, super cute. Yeah. Like every time I saw it at Target, I was so tempted to buy it, but I'm like, I know I'll never use it. It's just cute packaging. <laughs> their lip glosses are great. Um, I've actually been really liking their face sponges, their beauty sponges. Yeah. Um, the hydrating camo concealer is supposed to be really good. Like, I use that. I like Their it. complexion is getting stepped up. Their eyeshadow palettes, like the oh, bite size yeah. ones for like $3. Yeah. Great quality. It's, like, super, like, incredibly affordable. Cheaper than ColourPop at the drugstore. Um, and they actually have a really great shade range. So I think e.l.f. has, like, honestly, they've improved, like, a thousand percent over time. Who yeah. else? I'm not sh- I don't know. That's a hard question. Hmm. I'm trying to think. You know, I just think, in general, skincare has become more accessible and I think people are really learning about skincare versus just blindly accepting what like you know I always say like magazines were like the only source of information to like procure products before like the internet was really popular um and I just think like skincare (laughs) as an entire category has become much more improved and brands themselves skincare brands I mean there's there's so many brands that are just skincare now and I think they all have their own like version and identity like when I think of bliss I think of masks or like you know bliss from 20 years ago were just body lotions and body soaps when I think of origins I think of clean skin not clean but like you know nature-based skincare when I Mm -hmm. think of like Korean brands it's like very hydrating lots of essences and I think that skincare as a whole category has definitely improved versus, yeah. like, what was available when I was a teenager. Oh, God. You know, literally all we had was, like, Stridex and Neutrogena. Like, Ugh. there was nothing else. It was so bad. And, like, no oh, moisture. Olay moisturizer, yeah. but, ooh. No yeah, moisturizer. No. The only thing that was, like, Clinique dramatically different. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so there's, I think that would be my, my, my answer is, like, skincare has improved, definitely. And people are definitely more ingredient conscious. They are a lot smarter and more informed than like I ever was at 13 14 years old I mean you know oh, we've got teenagers with full-blown skincare routines oh and I mean brands have to have to deal with that now because like their client is getting a little bit younger but they're also getting way more knowledgeable yeah. um and like you can't really pull anything past these Gen Zers you really oh my can't God. when Fenty's skin came out it was like there's fragrance in here do not buy this product and it's like whoa these <laughs> kids are like they are informed okay <laughs> you know this has fragrance in it so like if you guys are sensitive to fragrance like don't buy okay ma'am sheesh 15 year old all right <laughs> my god actually the first product the first ingredient here is witch hazel so like maybe like not a okay people let it like chill out like not everybody has dry ass skin i don't know like you know what i mean like people will come for you oh is there lavender essential oils in that bitch you're done it's like wow my like brands literally need to have like the top of the top and it can't be too expensive you know what i mean right it's just funny to me like everybody's an expert and so brands need to treat their line as such like people will come for you if you put in the wrong ingredient in there if you put in alcohol and a skincare ingredient bitch you're done no people will see mineral oil and think it's the end of the world but i'm like no 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 it's a different kind of mineral oil it's not gasoline it's not petroleum calm down (laughs) people came for kylie when she has a face scrub with god forbid walnut shells in it okay (laughs) 
I'm not for the apricot scrub or the walnut scrub or whatever shells in a scrub. Uh-huh. That kind of shit, you don't have to use every day. You can use it once a week if you really want to. Right. Just don't push hard on your skin and you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't over exfoliate and you're fine. Like, oh my, oh my god, she's a walnut scrub. I'm like, yeah, that's how oh, dare she. <laughs> like, God, calm down. Also, here's another thing. You can vote with your dollars. You don't have to buy anything if you don't want to. Exactly. All right, folks, let's wrap this up. Uh, We hope you enjoyed these questions. Uh, If you want us to answer more questions, we are happy to do so. It's fun for us. Um, We get to see, you know, like, what's the tea? I don't know. Anyway, follow (laughs) us on Instagram. We're at Glow and Tell Podcast. We post a lot of videos recently. I'll be posting a Rare Beauty foundation try-on. I got that from Selena Gomez's Selena Gomez's new line. <laughs> That's weird to say. Um, yeah. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your mom's friends. Is that right? Tell your mom. Tell your... That's fine. Don't worry okay. about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how it goes. Don't worry about um, it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on our next episode. And also... If you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. We would love to get more listeners out there. And tell us what you want to hear from us next. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye.